Hello everyone. This episode of Profiles in Bull Stuff will focus on the deception that is known as QAnon or QAnon or QAnon. One day, if we ever find out who QAnon is, we'll find out it's actually somebody affiliated with the Marxist Democrat Party. I know, ridiculous claim. But I say this because what QAnon actually did was the opposite and complementary component to BLM Antifa. It basically whispered in your ear, don't do anything, we've got this, don't start your own actions. Whereas BLM and Antifa said, go out and burn the country. So to much of the world, racial inequality became the big struggle, the big distraction. The Q scam kept legitimate people who were probably trying to get come up with a plan to stop the nonsense. It actually kept them in their seats waiting for instruction from QAnon. It did a great disservice to justice. Clearly, any actions QAnon may have recommended or thrown out there were totally ineffective and failed. Unless QAnon's true goal was to keep conservatives from taking action and not engaging in anything that could have provoked a wild banshee enemy. In that case, it's, it was a success. Think of this Q thing as the Lincoln Project that worked. Don't forget Marxist Democrats are people who spend good money to study ways to slip policies, really bad policies, past intelligent people by framing arguments and debates in a very deceitful manner. Because it kind of looks like QAnon's messaging spoke to Americans saying certain things that would be music to their ears, of course, and tell them to, you know, hold on, wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, it's too late to do anything. And as an added feature, the bulk of Democrats who don't quite come across as Marxist yet now have lists of names of people to mock for following, following or falling for a conspiracy theory. And... Given what we've lived through for the last five years, who likes to do things shrouded in secrecy? I don't know of many real conservatives who do things quietly in the background. We like to do our business out in the open, but not quite like the San Francisco kind of do your business on the sidewalk, but I hope you know what I mean. Um, and I guess the request from... America should be, and I know it is from conservatives, is for its own party to just simply do its job. Policing, oversight, justice, transparency. Or if any federal agency like FBI or CIA, NSA, DOJ, if they'd like to be taken seriously and trusted, they need to work at it. They need to earn it back. Because one of two things happened, and you're going to hear this from me a lot. There was either treason, comma, seditious conspiracy, comma, misprision of treason, or something like that. Or there was an utter meltdown, total failure of their own systems of checks and balances to keep them from making the catastrophic mistake that was the Russia hoax. One of the 
best examples of how this whole thing in the FBI failed was I think Lisa Page's only real job was as their lawyer, you know, general counsel, lead counsel, was to keep the agents from doing exactly what they did. Her job was to make sure all prosecutions, investigations, whatever the government was trying to do against American citizens was on the up and up. It failed. Given the nature and the details of this failure, one should say that no election should have taken place in this country until that was resolved. As the 2020 candidate, Donald Trump was also the target of the operation 2016 and 2017. The treason that went on was like a football game that never ended, but the cameras turned off and went away. And it was the war was waged off screen, behind the curtain, and the final play was the 2020 election. Go back and read the transcripts from the uh, 2017 House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. The intelligence community had absolutely nothing on anybody near Trump or Donald Trump. So if I had to, if you cornered me and I had to pinpoint and precisely say what QAnon is, was, I'd say it's probably the CIA's most successful domestic psyop to date because these people craft programs around things they know that will work on a society. They know what makes us tick because we paid them to find out what makes us tick and then they turned around and used it against us. If they didn't do it, they really stink at finding out who really did it. Who is Q, that is. And they probably started with the core of Americans like to focus around a cause, a worthy, worth, worthwhile, um, something, you know, a cause with some degree of believable or likely chance of success, things that are patriotic. That's a, that's a plus, right? And it was pretty obvious by the time they started releasing the Q drops that nobody in the Trump team, Trump family, his inner sanctum, the circle, had anything to do with Russia that was illegal or inappropriate. Or they would have been locked up in solitary confinement like Manafort. So we can kind of piece together a reality based on things that happened and things that haven't happened or didn't happen. And it gets a bit more confusing when the events that happened don't line up very well with what we're being told by the lying media. For instance, there's the, well, they probably did something, but out of the goodness of our hearts, we won't go after him. Now, recall that only the president is, given that uh, type of immunity that the media claimed prevented Mueller from suggesting they go forward and prosecute. Nobody else had that type of protection, and we saw them go after everybody they possibly could. Any of the Trump's children, anybody in the circle, anybody else. Nobody else had that protection, and we know they would have done it because they did it with people that 
they had no evidence of wrongdoing, that they had no evidence on them. They went after Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, General Flynn. They had nothing against them. They had exculpatory evidence that they withheld, which is a signature Andrew Weissman, Robert Mueller move, which only leaves it that you think that Donald Trump did everything by himself without any help and did not communicate anything with anybody because they would have intercepted that. They would have record of it. So he traveled to Moscow several times undetected and back or had agents in the country meeting with him even though he was under surveillance. So that doesn't really work either. And the real powerful database of intelligence is that uh, the one that's held by the NSA. And recall that there were many, many hundreds of inappropriate uh, deep searches done by contractors. And that's what the NSA, that's where they were really clever. They collect everything, anything they want, with the help of Google and you know other big tech, and then they grant access to contractors, and it's probably that's how they kept themselves from getting in trouble. There's that you know plausible deniability or whatever, and they let people in who poured over the records looking for stuff. They had the FISA warrant. So they just hoped that they could pretend that they found something against Trump and his associates based on FISA warrant an illegally obtained FISA warrant the deep state would then be able to justify the existence of or the power of the FISA court even though it was actually the work of the an abusive misguided intelligence community that led to Trump's removal and again think back to this period when people like myself who were familiar with the way the intelligence community worked thought it was odd that as he was walking out the door, Barack Obama had to allow the agencies to communicate with each other. This is why they had to allow that. It had to become the new normal. And now that we're just short of 10 and a half minutes into this episode, it's pretty clear that if QAnon was an element of a CII PSYOP, uh, if Antifa BLM were part of a major distraction effort. Uh, recall that there were similar struggles all around the globe, even though each of the countries they acted up in have entirely different policing systems, um, sentencing rules and such, incarceration. It was a little bit bizarre that everything organically would you would be led to believe that it all started organically, at the, just coincidentally at the same time. That there are a million parts to this deep state thing, which makes it virtually impossible to go through all of them in a timely fashion in order to stop this Marxist takeover kind of looking thing from happening. And what was the role of the GOP in all of this? Um, you would assume that they would be working to make everything transparent, to call it out, to avoid it, to avert it, to fix it. They didn't. Or at the very least, you would expect them to speak truthfully about what did happen and then take corrective action. So the GOP at this point failed to protect its own image 
uh, its own ability to communicate honestly with its own voters, people in its party, those it represents. We have a right to feel like uh, the children of parents going through a bitter, hostile, violent divorce because it sure looks like Washington's been at war and we're the ones caught in the middle. Peace out, America.